Hello and welcome to Tough as Nails, a podcast centered on the strength all women possess and using that power to live a fulfilling and rewarding life. Today, we're going to go straight into our episode because our guests are fantastic and we have so much good material to share with you. Beth, why don't you tell us a little bit about who they are and why we love them so much? I am so excited about our episode today. So I want to tell you a little bit about Meredith Oliver. Meredith has been an inspiration for me in the industry for a long time. She is an expert in home building, home builder marketing (laughs) and sales. She is a talented keynote speaker, really very gifted at public speaking. She is the author of several books and she owns her own company, Meredith Communications. She also is the the genius behind the Builder Town Hall series, which has been an amazing monthly series where people from all around our industry get together to learn more and to grow together. And um, it was recognized with a special award by the National Home Builders Association at the Nationals this year, which was really exciting. And I think that when you all get to hear her, you'll hear she just has such a great a perspective on life and business and she is a very inspiring woman she is she's fantastic and she has i mean so much knowledge on different subjects it's amazing i love talking to her and part of the reason we wanted to interview her was because we love the friendship she has with a lot of women in the industry and one of them is carrie mulcrone who's our other guest today um, she has over 30 years of experience in the new home industry, and she is amazing. She will be uh, talking with us today, and she's also an author of a book called Think Retail as well. So we're going to go straight into our episode. They have so much amazing information to share with us, and we hope you like it. Enjoy. Today, we are interviewing two of my favorite ladies in the industry. Uh, they're Carrie Mulcrone and Meredith Oliver. We're going to give them a chance to tell us a little bit about themselves. And I, I think you're going to love them. Um, and yeah, I've known them for a really long time and they're fantastic. And I learned from them from their builder town hall webinars that they do. And just from everything they share on social media, they're honest and they're real and I love them. So I know Beth has a fun story that she wants to share. So yeah, I'm so glad you ladies are with us today. You are women that I have looked up to since I was new in this industry. And um, partly because of your success and what you do professionally, but really more because of who you are and how warm and, and caring and kind and inviting you are to everybody in the industry. So I wanted to share my, my little Meredith story. So it was, gosh, I should have figured it out this year ahead of time, maybe 2015, 2016. I was at the point in my career that I had been doing all the design and all of the sales together for Beacon Homes. And we'd grown to where I couldn't do them both anymore. We had to hire somebody to do one or the other. And design is my background. So I was moving forward. I'm going to be the designer for Beacon Homes. I'm going to leave sales behind. And I went to the Home Builders Association here in Oklahoma and I heard Meredith speak. And I sat there and went, I'm making a big mistake. Meredith was talking about just loving what you do and loving selling and the passion. And I realized that I'm passionate about that, but I was scared because that was the the journey that meant I had to grow 
design was was easy. I'd done design in many different ways for a long time. And Meredith, you just inspired me and challenged me that I, I didn't need to pick the safe path. I needed to pick the path that was going to make me grow and that I was passionate about. So I went back to the office and I, I told one of our owners, Eric, um, I, I changed my mind. Can, can I do sales instead of design? And thankfully he was supportive and said yes, but that was really the huge turning point in my career. And I've never regretted that. And I, I have you to thank for that. It's so cute. Oh, well, that's really kind. Yeah, that's so kind. And, you know, we put these, Carrie and I both put these ideas and motivations and tactics, all we put all these things out into the world. And honestly, sometimes you wonder, like, is anybody listening <laughs> or absorbing or, you know, like, what is the point of all of the content that we're constantly creating? And so when we get feedback, it's really good. Uh, I have had also the opposite happen. <laughs> so oh, no. everybody be careful. If you come to hear me speak, you might also quit your job. Um, <laughs> I had a sales manager that emailed me and was like, I heard you today at SMC. It's Friday and I have just put in my notice. <laughs> moving to a new city on Monday and you inspired me to quit my job. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh oh, I I feel like my speeches should come with a disclaimer. Uh, <laughs> not so responsible true. for your next career action. <laughs> that is hilarious. And you know, it's funny as as Meredith talks about the loving what you do and caring out the, about the people, and when Corey talked about the tribe that we've developed on Builder Town Hall, and just like everywhere in our career path together, we always have to remind ourselves, and Meredith was the one that coined this to me, is that content is king so that we are, our passion for what we do, which is rather obvious when we both, yeah. speak, right? it's, it's like undeniable because she's a professional, professional speaker, and I'm kind of a teacher speaker. So our blend has worked well for us through the years but at the end of the day we have stood true to the fact that if you're not better for it both how you feel and the information that you receive then we didn't do our job mm. and so everything that we develop together and speak together and do together from the first day that we decided to join up which I know Corey's going to get to that because that's mm -hmm kind of an evolution, if you will, that, <laughs> that is our, our guiding factors have never changed that people deserve to learn something and to feel something. Part of the reason we started the podcast with Beth and Julie is because we know so much about so many people that we admire in the industry that we work in or things that we wanted to bring attention to. Um, but we don't know what makes you who you are, right? Like what sparked Carrie to start her career and go on her own and the same for you, Meredith. Um, and I think so many people can learn from that, even if it was 10 years ago or two years ago, because it's different, like it's changing every single day. So do you yeah. want to tell us a little bit about how you got started, Carrie? Like what brought you to this side of the sure. world and um, industry? Really a great question. And and I'll be able to tell my journey and then it will segue in to 
Meredith and I, and then my, mm-hmm. my second journey, because <laughs> she really gave me my final advice that had me pull the trigger to change my first journey. So mm-hmm. in a nutshell, um, people that know me, I have a master's in education. I used to be a teacher for a long time and I loved teaching. Um, it was just, it, it's my gig. It still is. I'm still, I, I mean, Brady, Meredith's son. It's like he's he's been part of my world and his no. journey. I, I love to see progress in kids. And all of a sudden I took that into progress with bigger kids. So I <laughs> really quickly, I built a home. The builder came to me and he said, you sell more homes from your driveway than the person that we have <laughs> just telling people why they should move there. So would you host us on weekends? So I did that. And then all of a sudden it was like he came and he said, you can either decide to continue making this guy rich or you can come and work for me. I took a year leave thinking this won't work. And I had one one measurement bar, and that measurement was, if I make more than I make teaching, then I can make the move. If I don't, I need to stay secure because teachers are very secure driven, right? Yeah. And I will add just one little note in there, not to make a big deal, but single parent at that time. Oh, my goodness. And could I ask, how old were you when this like opportunity came? I would have been for maybe my late thirties, probably. And so obviously the story then unfolded that I did make more money than I did. (laughs) It wasn't a one year leave. And I went from a salesperson on site, which I sold 18 years on site. But while I was on site, I was doing some sales management and that um, grew a company from four, from just me, me and this guy to 47 salespeople, 550 houses. And um, Meredith and I worked together at that company. And we'll just leave it at, we found each other and I needed her for this company, brought her in. And we will leave it that I took my excellence elsewhere for a lot of different reasons. And then I went to another builder and was VP of sales and marketing. And I was working for another builder under their world. And I was at, I was at IBS one year, which I've been to like, I think, I think last year was my 30th IBS. And I walked into the sales rally, which would have been not my first sales rally. And up on that flipping stage was this woman who I knew and she was singing Mr. Cellophane. Oh. And at, at the rally, she can she can talk about that. But I'm yeah. like, I don't know that I want to work for one builder. Mm. I might want to do what I do for more builders. So I'm going to go ask her. So mm. I reached out to Meredith and when do you know, when do you make the move? Because we all know she was at, was it move.com? When you, when you make your moves and she said, you'll know, you'll just know. We just continued to talk and then it just kind of was, it's time. So I jumped and I started carrying co. And I think that's like 18 years ago wow. and just reached out and she and I just 
talked and worked together and it was in one of the recessions, big recession. And it's like how, when you'll know this Beth in sales and marketing, we're a line item. Like we don't need any more marketing. Meredith can speak to that. We're good. We're good. And I wanted them to pay me. (laughs) So I started my business and I'm just going to put my secret right out. And then I'm going to tell you how Meredith and I joined quickly. And then it's her turn. Is that <laughs> I thought, okay, they make money because of what I do. They should want to pay me. Does mm-hmm. that work? So we kind of visited about that. So I went and pitched to builders that if you do, if you let me work with your sales team, I will take $500 from any sale that you make. And that's all the money I'll ever make. It's all the money I'll ever charge. And that's it. So I started my business on $500 a sale instead wow. of its quotes, all of that. And, um, and then the rest of us is just how we just, we connected, we understood each other. Um, we were supportive, but our big gig before I'm done was Meredith brought me in on a trip oh. to the Pacific Northwest to Pacific Lifestyle Homes. And she, and this was back in the day, right? If we could show <laughs> her PowerPoints, you guys would laugh. <laughs> we created a manual. We were Aww. doing training A to Z. And by God, we had it. And so we fly. We She is pregnant. And Eight months. <gasps> Eight months pregnant. Yeah. Wow. Pregnant. And that's why I... Ha- that's why I asked her to come with me because mm-hmm. I just thought this is a lot, you know. And, yeah. Alan, and Alan called me and said, you need to go with her. <laughs> <laughs> so her behind the scenes has always been a good behind the scenes. So I went yeah. and then you tell the rest of that. <laughs> this is my favorite Meredith and Carrie story. So <laughs> we we have a, it's like a three-day sales training boot camp. And I'm delivering the material and Carrie's, you know, interacting and then taking portions of material and whatever. So the first day goes okay, but I am eight months pregnant. And at some Mm. point in that travel or the first day, I get a deadly stomach virus. Just like deadly. So I am like up all night long. We're in a funeral home, remember? What? What? Yeah. Why were you in a funeral? Yeah. yeah, and my luggage got lost, and my luggage got lost. So I'm eight months pregnant, and you know the only place I could buy any maternity clothes was their Target. So I had to get a cab to the Target Aww. to buy all the all my makeup, all my hair stuff, and my clothes for mm. the day. And <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the second day of the training, I I go get her. I wake her up, and I'm like, I can't go train today. I've been, mm-hmm. you know, sick all night long. I'm, I, you're on. <laughs> so, she goes, oh, okay. <laughs> so, cause she's really there just, you know, wasn't planning to, to do a whole day by herself. Yeah. So she grabs up the manuals for that day and she goes, delivers the training Aww. all day. And I'm in the room like drinking Gatorade and trying to get better. So then the third day mm-hmm. we go together, we, we were in the model home, like doing demonstration and some of her cool stuff. But yeah, I think my necklace exploded. 
<laughs> Remember that? It was. Yeah. All my clothes were lost. I'm standing up there teaching, and my plastic necklace from Target that I had bought to go with the maternity wear exploded, <laughs> and the blue beak I know everywhere. And it was, um, it was yeah, a I had recipe for two people yeah. to see. We're not meant to be together. <laughs> I had bad cheap blush on and, and yeah. exploding oh, necklaces. And <laughs> it was just, it, it was, um, it was funny, but we, you know, like my instinct was though, and it always has been throughout the time that we've worked together, which is a good 20 years now is that just, I knew I needed help. I knew I needed somebody to partner with and on that specific trip. And in, but that's been an overarching theme throughout is if, if you want to build strong relationships, you have to be, I think, first honest with yourself on what your limitations are and look for people who are stronger in those things, not just people that are exactly like you or less than you because they make you feel better. You know, I look for people that are way better at things than I am, and especially things that I'm not as strong on. Uh, and my <laughs> endurance uh, has never been one of my strong suits, but Carrie's is. So I knew she could go there. She could do it. I mean, she could <laughs> kick my butt right now if we went out for a walk, you know, like <laughs> just energy for days. And I, mine is a, there's a cap to mine. Uh, so you know, I find that, but I think Corey, like where we were kind of starting or where Carrie started was just in the history, right? Like how it evolved. Yeah. I mean, part yeah. of the, the reason I love watching both of you and Angela McKay and everyone else that's, that's oh, yeah. part of like this tribe of women is that I feel like there's been an evolution from a long time ago where women were like put against each other, right? It was like, yeah. oh, if if Angela's good, then I I have to be better, so I'm gonna bring her down, like that kind of mentality, well, right? We and totally I added her to our tribe. You are hundred <laughs> percent right. We are no doubt the three amigas now, and we know it. And we go, we're behind the scenes, like she needs help. What have you talked with her? What do you know about this? I mean, yeah. uh, PowerPoint help it. it it makes no difference. We are collective in gathering. Like I, I made no bones about when I wanted to lay something out that was, does this make sense? We practice together. It, you know, there are, we don't have trade secrets mm -hmm. and it's, we're just the yin and yang. And now you're right, Corey. And you're, a two, you know, it's astute to realize that we're like a three-legged stool now and we added Angela. <laughs> and the reason why I say that story is sometimes people gather and then they're a click. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing fun about feeling like mm -hmm. you can't break into someone's world or wall. And we've never really been like that together. We've never, you know, it's like she says, yes, I say go. And <laughs> And we're somewhere, we're chairing some committee. You know, we moved to PWB by sitting in the back seat of the room. <laughs> and, and this one raises her hand and says, sure, I'll chair a committee. And all of a sudden it's like, yeah, and Carrie will work on education. And I'm like, 
came here to sit in the back of the <laughs> <laughs> name got on the list and we got credit. And now look. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I love because I think it, it shows that you were the two of you and then now the three of you were smart enough to understand that you don't need to bring anyone down to be better. In fact, the three of you are better because you're all always together and learning from each other. And I think that's brought so many younger ladies or people that started in the industry a sense of it doesn't have to be about competition. Like you can have and make amazing friends and people that you know and just grow together. And I feel like I have so many friends in the industry that I barely met face to face, but I interact on social media and like I've met them from your webinars and I'm like, well, they're like people I can rely on if I need a question answer or something new. So that's what I love about you guys. Well, Mary's um, awesome. So ask her mm -hmm. to tell you, because I think it's valuable about collecting and forming a tribe. Like mm -hmm. how do you get followers like that mm -hmm. from um, the speaking that she does, the teaching that she does, the webinars that she does? Um, because that's where I kind of just, hitched onto her wagon, but he's <laughs> second to none at that part of it. Yeah. Tell us your secrets, Meredith. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Carrie's too kind. I don't know that I'll live up to all of that. But, um, I will say that in my mind, when I'm creating uh, town hall content or I'm creating a blog post or whatever I'm doing, my first question I have to answer is what about this topic has not already been said? Or if I can't think of anything, <laughs> never, you know, that if we feel like, okay, we've heard it all on closing or on digital marketing or whatever, then I ask myself the question, how can I create content on this topic that is different or unique or explains the topic in a different or unique way. If I can't really add something, a whole new insight, then maybe I can help people understand what is common knowledge on this topic, but I can deliver it, interpret it in a way they've never heard before. Mm -hmm. And agree. that's what, if, if you're trying to gain followers, that's what people respond to, I think, first the actual content needs to teach them something mm -hmm. or yeah. enlighten them about something or motivate them to do something. But you can't just throw in content out for content's sake in a world right. saturated by YouTube. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Nobody's going to listen. Yeah. You have to add value to, your, to their lives. That's what you are so good yes. at. You're, yeah. you're giving value. Well, and we sit back and have... We always have this conversation in anything that we've done, whether it's um, in the development of a website that she does, that then I bring that to clients that I have, or whether we're going to speak, is that how do we want them to feel after we're done? When we go away, how do we want to have left them and feel? And that reverse engineering typically helps us with our track together. And then we'll be talking sometime and, and people know we can finish each other's sentences. <laughs> Part of that is because 
you know, I say this with, we've, we have eat, eaten together, we have slept together. And when I say slept together, <laughs> I live in hotel rooms and I mean at her home. <laughs> I know we have seen each other in headbands. Oh, <laughs> that's good. We have walked out of bedrooms and said, "Are you wearing that today?" <laughs> so we'll tell that story in a second, Carrie. But the thing, like, um, yeah, we've spent enough time together that we have made that relationship. But the point I really want people to hear and understand is this was a very conscious decision on both of our parts. Mm -hmm. If you're in the industry right now and feeling left out uh, of leadership positions within the industry or the council or where you live or at the national level, or maybe you've applied to the builder show five times and haven't been chosen to speak and you're just feeling kind of left out, I'll tell you the way in so to speak, is you have to make a conscious decision to form some of these relationships. And it's not just at the business level, but it's at the personal level. When I started, uh, Bill Webb and Melinda Brody gave me my quote unquote break. That's how I got my first builder show and my first sales rally opportunity is because those two individuals took a chance on me and put me on a program based on what they had seen me do. So again, I made a conscious choice that when they finally, when I was presented a huge opportunity with 24 hours notice to fill mm -hmm. in for someone who was not going to be able to attend and speak at the sales management summit, which at the time was as big as a sales rally. And it was the first time I'd ever done any of that. I answered the call. I flew to Las Vegas and I spoke. So I made a conscious choice to take the risk that was offered me, right? Mm -hmm. But really back good. to the relationships, at the time when I started, it everybody was fighting. It was a power play of this oh. speaker against this speaker against this one. It was totally male-dominated. And it was not fun. It wasn't collegial. It it, it was nasty. And so I survived all those skirmishes. And then once kind of that group of individuals kind of moved on and did some other things, a whole core of us really almost unspoken were like, this is not how we're going to operate mm -hmm. in this industry. And so we started forming relationships and willingly partnering and making a choice to do that. And it's a, it's a totally different environment now, I believe. Yeah. Well, I think part of the reason I got invited to IVS was because of both of you. Because I reached out to Meredith once and I told her, I want to do what you're doing. I want to speak. And I wasn't even sure if I was going to be good at it. I just thought that what she did was fantastic and I wanted to help people. And then she told Carrie one time and then Carrie called me when I was at Target and I almost fainted because she was like, do you want to do IBS with me? And I was like, oh, my goodness. And like my knees got weak and I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. But I was so happy and so thankful that just making a, a friendship, a connection on uh, in the middle of the pandemic, too, because it was 2020, yeah. opened up so many doors. And I just 
sometimes I think we we see other people succeed and we think that it just happened to them. Yeah. And most of the time it's because they're moving and they're trying to make connections. So that's when I realized, well, if I don't tell people that I want to do this, how would they know yes. and ask me to help well, with this? Corey, to your point, to piggyback on what Meredith said about taking that opportunity with with Melinda and Bill was, I'll add two things, is that when I called you, you took yours beyond serious. Like, <laughs> we're going to get together to the point where I'm like, you got it. You got like five times more material than you need. Let's tear it down. You've got this. But it's uh, reaching out and being open, being available, and then taking it seriously. Because as you add and you go back to our relationship, the next call that I got to stand in for Meredith wasn't eight months pregnant. <laughs> it was Builder Show Sales Rally. And it's Alan, Meredith had the baby. And Aww. you're going to do the sales rally. <laughs> no. And she you are. <laughs> when she hosts the sales rally, it's not like, okay, I can suck it up. I can get one 18-minute presentation. Oh, no. You're going to be Meredith. <laughs> so I will always remember walking out on that stage thinking, all I'm going to do is disappoint people. Oh, it came no. for Meredith Oliver. So I walked out and I said, the... Bad news is I'm not Meredith Oliver. The good news is I'm also not pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I had the sales rally time that year. Uh, like I had a, a week to go and Brady showed up three weeks early. Oh, so man. he, yeah. So I, yeah, I was hosting and moderating that year, um, oh. but that, but that's the point, I guess, that we're all making is that not only do you have to reach out and make a decision to partner with people and work with them and make relationships, but you have to have each other's back. I mean, mm -hmm. if, if it happens, it happens. You jump in, you go, you do. Um, I mean, there's things we could we could do that for each other now. And you won't find that with everybody. And that's a point I think is important for listeners to just, you know, you're not going to form these kind of relationships, like 10 of them. But if you have five or six, you know, in your corner that really have you, then it's, it's, it's wonderful. So mm -hmm. um, my favorite Carrie story, one of my favorite mm -hmm. Carrie stories is the year that <laughs> she did get her break. We were in Orlando at the Builder Show. I was there with you in the sales rally i think that year maybe this yeah. is after i had brady mm -mm. and yeah we were trying on clothes and like comparing what we we're gonna wear and she <laughs> gets her suit out and it was brown and it was just <laughs> it was great suit but it just didn't like pop you know it didn't and i and so i stayed up all night long <laughs> all night long i stayed up in my room because we were like in a suite, adjoining suite, thinking of how I was going to tell her oh, you no. can't wear that suit without hurting her feelings. Aww. So I scripted and role played <gasps> all night long how I was going to tell her. And then so the next morning we wake up and I'm like, uh, Carrie, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> she's like, what is it? Spit it out. 
spit it out. She goes, and I think you go, you didn't like that brown suit, did you? And I was like, no, oh my God, no, I hate that suit. And I stayed up all night long trying to figure out how to tell you we are going shopping at our first break today. And we, and we did, we shopped and we got a suit and shoes and we had so much fun. I think we might've had a couple of glasses of wine while we did all this. And she was having me look at shoes because you know her. I'm like, yep. I would trip on my face when those shoes. No, not. Where is the Dr. Schultz department? <laughs> <laughs> so we were just, um, and this is the last point I'll make, is I think kind of back to the original question about followers and content and then weaving into where we've landed with the relationship aspect is this idea of vulnerability and mm-hmm. authentic and, yeah. and being authentic. Why do I think people follow and pay attention to our content? Like we said, it adds value, yes. But hopefully, especially for me in the last few years, as I've matured myself, um, <laughs> I've, tr- I've really striven for a very authentic, relatable Person, personality, you know, to the industry and presence. Presence, that's the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And I, today's world craves that authenticity. Yeah. They like yeah. the raw moments. They like to know what's beneath the surface. And I don't think people will follow or listen to you without it. Mm-hmm. So I'll, t- I'll tell you the exploding necklace story. I'll tell you the story. <laughs> of, you know, trauma I've had in my childhood. I mean, I I've pretty much shared as much of myself as I can, and I'm sure that will continue to evolve. But I think that's why hopefully people listen and follow. Well, yes. and you know, for both Beth and Corey, a thank you for seeing what we have together, because mm-hmm. it's nice to see that picked out because like Meredith said, there are a lot of people in our industry that it sometimes it looks like that, but that's not really what it is. Mm-hmm. And and we sometimes, you know, I I want people to understand that with myself and and then it's because our core values match is that I want people to really know and believe I probably care more about their success than they even care about their success. Mm-hmm. And that's not that I'm in my legacy years, which I kind of call it. <laughs> it. It's I did that with kindergartners and yeah. first graders that it's like, I always want you to know that you being the best you is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And so the messaging that Meredith and I do when we teach or we speak or we build or whatever it is that we're doing is if either one of us gets, I don't mean self-serving because we just don't ever get there. I don't think, but we always make sure that the people that, because we want to make sure we make each other better. Like we'll even get on a text, like, are you better? (laughs) And to the point where I might get back not helpful today. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay. Ooh, you know, <laughs> out. But when you really honestly believe that if you can make a difference in someone's world, um, you will come across like that. 
-hmm. And it will never be about a paycheck ever. Mm -hmm. It will never be about um, how long are you going to stay in the industry? I mean, I know that I've already been given the fact from Meredith that if it's time, she's going to give me the hook and say, yeah, <laughs> you're telling the same story for never <laughs> said that. I have never said that. I have never said that. But I probably would do that. <laughs> That's awesome. Although she would. So to Beth and Corey and to everybody that's listening today, you you get this by what you give, mm -hmm. but you have to start by wanting it and connecting to it. So if any part of your audience today has the, I didn't know you could get up on that stage or I didn't know you could build a webcast. I didn't know how you start. Um, always remember that going to the source hire, whether it's the National Sales and Marketing Council or Professional Women in Building and just getting on a call or going to the builder show two days early and sit in their meetings, your connection is waiting for you. Mm -hmm. You just have to let them know that you're available. That's awesome. Well, I think that, I mean, I don't think we could say anything. I don't have anything to add to that. I think that <laughs> you guys said everything that people need to hear. You need to open mm -hmm. up and you need to be true and honest and just a good person <laughs> overall. But I just want to thank you so much for your time. I mean, this was fantastic. And I, I'm sure Beth has something to say too. I, I have a question that we like to ask all of our guests. Oh, yes. So I'm going to start. Carrie, what's your guilty pleasure? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> your face. I will I will be brutally honest with you, yeah, right? Now. Please I have do. A current, a current guilty pleasure yeah. that I have two. Can I give you two? Yes, oh, please. Yes. I always believed that when I had arrived, whatever arrived was, I would have a cleaning woman come once a month. Oh. Nice. Yeah. And I'm telling you, it is the best freaking day of your life. That's awesome. <laughs> That's one that I thought I could afford that. That's awesome. And Frugal Carrie probably could have afforded it before, but it's my guilty pleasure. And then my mm -hmm. second one lately has been <laughs> facials because I, I just, I just, it relaxes me. No <laughs> one else asks me anything. Mm -hmm. And some people say massage, but. I say facial because I like someone to see my money that I spent. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Awesome. I love it. Okay, Meredith, what are your guilty pleasures? Yeah. Mine revolve around reality shows. So, <gasps> yeah. So I am a love is blind. Oh, Netflix. yes. Watcher and the new one that just came out, The Ultimatum, Marry or Move On. Yeah, I watched that whole thing. Uh, Married at First Sight, I watched that too. Um, She's Alan, Alan, yeah, Alan will watch some of it with me, and he and I will look at each other and go, We're not doing so bad. It always makes us feel better about our marriage when we watch these shows. Right? 
Does he? Does your husband like, do the thing okay. where like he will say like, "Oh, I'm not watching this with you," but then he stands right next to the TV and starts watching, and then like he'll sit <laughs> yeah. back, and then he knows the characters better than you do, and you're like, "Yes, you like this show. Just say you like it and watch it with me." Totally. <laughs> yeah, he totally. He'll tell me, "Just start it. Go ahead, whatever." And he's yeah. busy running around doing whatever he's doing in the house. But yes, he creeps closer and closer to the couch yeah. and finally sits down, and then wants me to explain to him right? everything that has gone on before. And I'm like, "Dude, you cannot just show up at the end of the show and yeah. see the ending. I have invested eight episodes of binging, <laughs> and this is why this, and this is why that." And then he just sits down in the last fifteen minutes and makes me explain it all to him. <laughs> I Man. love it. Those are such uh, good guilty pleasures. Yeah. Yeah. I love oh, it so fun. much. Well, thank you so super much. And if our listeners want to reach out to you, what's the best place that um they can email you or find your information, ladies? Well, both of our websites, um, I'm carryingco.com and um I am very text available, like everybody in our world has also become. All that information is, you know, I'm an open book. Go to Facebook, you'll see nothing but my grandkids and, <laughs> and my phone numbers. And you'll know exactly what I did last night if it involves a 16 year old and an eight year old. Oh, so cute. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at meredithcommunications.com. And we've mentioned Builder Town Hall a couple of times. So if you're not familiar mm -hmm. with it, join us. Every the first yes. Friday of every month at noon is Builder Town Hall, and we're I call it the industry's only online talk show, and we kind of have a talk <laughs> show vibe. It's not a webinar, yes. and everybody in the industry is welcome. So you can register for that at MeredithCommunications.com. And it's super fun, and you always learn from it. I love that show. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. You can keep up with us on social media at Tough as Nails Pod on both Instagram and Facebook. We will see you next time. Bye.